Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 411. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes, and the return of our good friend, a gentleman's gentleman, Ryan Ripken. Guys, how we doing? Feeling good. You guys, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Happy 2024, by the way. I know. Happy That's 2024. Just, it's, it still doesn't feel right. It yeah. still doesn't feel. It's this is strange. Yeah, I, I feel like there's. I know there's that period where you're allowed to say Happy New Year to somebody, and now we're in February. We're weeks past that. I know, yeah. but but I mean, I, I you know what my rule is: if you haven't seen the person yet in a while, I know like we've texted, but we haven't had a, had a chance to talk. Here's the time. Like, hey. Happy 2024, guys. Hey, happy 2024. I think the bigger news that, obviously, is that, like, all right, it's February, and then baseball is happening this month. Wild. Just in the snap of a I finger. Don't, yeah. How are you doing post-Ravens? Are you doing okay? Did we, is that really what you wanted to open this with? I wanted to open with it. I just Let's wanted dive to, right it's in. a temperature check. That's all this How's is. How's Raven Rye doing? Uh, <laughs> Raven Rye is... That was tough. I, I, that was I, a dud. I, I tell people... That the Ravens have had some tough playoff losses, and the one was Billy Cundiff in 2011 12 season. Uh, the Ravens went from a drop touchdown pass to then a missed field goal to then, you know, being eliminated all in the span of like 30 seconds. But who who remembers those moments? Um, <laughs> that was the most shocking. I think Sunday's was the most painful. But you know what? Baltimore's had a wild yeah. week, guys. Like, oh, talk about a roller coaster of emotions for Baltimore sports. Yeah, true. So with all the disappointing end of the season with the Ravens, I think for some made up for it with, with just the wild ride that has been the Baltimore Orioles offseason really over a span of 48 hours. I'm a fan. It's, it sucks to say it out loud. I'm a fan of how things have – what is going on? That's I don't a- even know. Like there's more action in – Baltimore offseason than 90% of the league. I would say the vibes are higher in Baltimore than even like LA because with LA, it was the most predictable thing. You you saw yeah. that coming from a mile away. They've been building up to these moves for the last like year and a half. But to get the update, and I'm, Ryan, you even said you're a little bit blindsided, kind of caught you off guard. To get the update, you're like, this is what Raven or this is what Orioles fans have been clamoring for for a long time. And it's like it it happened. It it manifested. There are so many things to unpack in on that. So, you know, if it's going from the whole news about, you know, the Orioles being sold, and I was giving lessons. You know, I try on days where I'm not doing my media work, I try to work and help the next generation, right, guys? You know, people helping nice. people. And I am doing lessons for like six straight hours. And during it, I have my phone down and all of a sudden I get like the, the, the news. Okay. Rubenstein is in agreement to buy a team. Like, okay. You know, put the phone down. Then another person comes in and is like, Oh, Hey, like big thing for, for, uh, for your family. I'm like, what, what are, what are we discussing here? Uh, and then I saw the other report that came out that said my dad was going to be involved potentially in the new deal. But, um, so many things to unpack there, but yes, blindsided was an understatement as far as what I was trying to do. And then 
I always I need to get better at answering my text messages. At one point, guys, my or currently still, my phone is at 1,076 messages. I'm I'm still very overwhelmed with what's with what's transpired. That'll never get to zero, right? Never. I mean, how how many people is that divvied up amongst? Is that like just is that just me and Nate just blowing you up in the group text? And that's like people 95 percent of the text. Yeah, that, yeah, you guys might account for half of it, right? No, the um, it definitely the people that I hadn't heard from in a long time reached out. New stations reached out. Uh, you name it, someone reached out. So it was just. I didn't have a lot of time to react because, again, like I just want to when I'm working or doing something, I got to focus on that. I'm not a great multitasker, but also I, I want to spend time with the people that that are you know, making the time to come work with me. So uh, then that happens. And then a couple of days, you know, 48 hours later, finish a live show that I do here in the studio that I have. And I'm about to go home. And what happens? Corbin Burns is getting traded to Baltimore. Holy shirts and pants. I got to go live again and talk about it. So I did. And, um, but there's so much excitement around the team, right? So I think that that's, that's the big part of it. To your point, the Dodgers, everyone knows the Dodgers are going to spend money. But for the Orioles, they were waiting for that first move and it happened. And now the ALEs, sorry, minus the Red Sox for vibe check, but like the Yankees vibes are higher and the Orioles are through the roof. And I think we're going to actually see that O's Yankees rivalry was kind of renewed last year, but I think it's going to be, in full force here in 2024. Yeah, I need that. I need I need some O's Yankees heat in 2024. That's a that's a fun that's a fun rivalry. That is a I'm, fun one. It's I'm it's, about it's that. low key the whole like ghost of Babe Ruth, the whole you know what I mean like all that stuff coming back out. The house that Ruth built, like all these, you know, the original home of Ruth, like all these things that come back out of it. I like it. I'm here for it. I I think um I think I think, you know, you see like interdivision rivalries that can grow at times. You know what I mean? And and I think like for us to I, I baseball fans can't hold the Red Sox and Yankees at that standard of what we grew up watching. Like I don't I don't see that ever returning in my mind. Um, so it's cool to see like a, a potential new division, interdivision rivalry grow a little bit and maybe be rekindled, if you will. Well, so. I, I, what I think also, too, is that maybe this is what makes we talked about the AL East has been so competitive over the years. Right. Best division in baseball last year. No doubt it was. But I think it's that each team in the AL East has been good or solid. I know I made the joke about the Red Sox, Kyle, and I'm sorry. But even for the Red Sox, they compete. Even if it's a down year, which right now it's not as optimistic as you'd want to be as a Red Sox fan, just if we're going to be honest about it. But each team is solid, and you're seeing this competitive drive, like the Yanks and Rays going at it in the past. Mm -hmm. The Blue Jays and Orioles have had this new type of bitterness towards each other. I love it. I'm for that. And you don't want your division rivals and especially the fact that there's less divisional games, guys. Those they mean ones, more now. We talked yeah. about it more and it's like, yeah, we only play you guys, you know, X amount of times, you know, now than we used to. We got to be ready to go. And uh, yeah, who doesn't like a little rivalry in sports? I, lo I personally, I love it. You don't want to love the other team. Come on now. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. No fun. Ryan, from your perspective, this uh, this sale, how does this impact? I mean, I already alluded to it with, you know, this is something that Orioles fans have been claiming for for a long time. But from your 
specific perspective. How does this affect uh, morale amongst the fans, amongst the city, amongst even the team heading into 2024, especially uh, what days before the the Corbin Burns move? Like just a lot of good things moving in the right direction. Does this does this sale does the timing of this sale change morale heading into 2024? I, I think morale was going to be high no matter what because this is a uh you know extremely exciting team right so uh the orioles are their goal nothing for the 2024 season if you're a player or organization fan has changed you're gonna you're gonna try to repeat as ale's chance but regardless get to the postseason try to make a deeper run that's the goal hasn't changed uh and i do want to say with this i know people have had their feelings you know documented with what's happened with with Baltimore ownership, whatever it may be, right? Um, but I do want people to, to understand and give credit where credit's due, especially John Angelos bringing in Mike Elias to come in and really transform this organization. I know people can feel how they've wanted to. And again, I, that's not my place and that's not my opinion, but, I, but you're, it'd be, I'd be falling on deaf ears to not hear other noise. You guys know exactly uh, what's been said. But you brought someone in that completely uh, changed what the Orioles were going to embody and look look like moving forward. So it's been tremendous. Now, as far as what it means, if this goes through, it'll be a new chapter in Baltimore. There hasn't been an ownership change in three decades. Um, and what the morale part, I think, which would be exciting is it's, if it's a new chapter, it's a new chapter going in, which could be the golden age of Baltimore baseball, something that hasn't happened. If you're looking back to like the seventies, the eighties, I mean, guys, I've documented this since 1983, the Orioles have been to the playoffs six times in 40 years. It feels like right now, this is for fans. This is something that like, it could be a perfect storm of success, both at, on the field and organizationally. Uh, that ultimately can really help shape even the city of Baltimore. Where are we at with um, <laughs> breaking news? That's so insane. We're gonna come back to this real quick, Ryan. Did you by chance see the uh, see the update? Uh, no. It's one of one thousand seven hundred and. Yeah, that was that was yeah that was silly me to ask. Jeff Passan, <laughs> shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr. and the Kansas City Royals are in agreement on an eleven-year. $288.7 million contract extension. Pay that, that man. Pay that love man. That. They did. I love that. Dude, he's a stud. He's really good. Are the Royals going to like mess around and win the AL Central? Uh, it's hard to believe. It's let's, up for grabs. Let's, let's, but Are the Royals going to mess around and win the whole thing? <laughs> Might as well win the whole damn thing. But I'm happy about that. I love that more teams are taking that. Uh, chance to do that so what will how old will bobby would be, be then after 11 years he'll be 31 32 something like 33 30 i'm looking it up now he's 30. 23 so 34 34 34 yeah interesting but again this is the d- dilemma when people are offered when they say offer extensions bobby wood is taking the money now and yeah. if he played well over the next three years or so he could have played into a bigger contract but 280 million dollars some good money. Yeah. Some good money. But good for the Royals for forking that out too, Absolutely. just because that's an organization that typically wouldn't take those steps. And so I love that like you can lock that down and create a cornerstone and start to build around it, which they're trying to do. Like I we talked about it last week. I, I like what the Royals are doing. I 
I think Pasquantino needs more attention. I think the veterans that they've added in the offseason. So, like, I, I'm excited for what the Royals are doing. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to run away with the Central or anything. But, like, at the very least, you can start selling jerseys and, like, having a name for the franchise for the next decade. But And I also think that, like, he's got a skill set that I don't think is going to diminish throughout that contract. You know what I mean? The defense and the speed, the pop is only going to get better. He's only going to get stronger. He's going to settle into like a man's body here in the next couple of years. And you're going to see some pop really show up. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I wanted to ask you just to put a, like a, a, a final pin on the, on the sale and everything. I don't know if you got more questions, Kyle, but like for baseball fans outside of the Baltimore area and just outside other fan bases, I know that there's these conversations of a lot of these ballparks trying to build more of an environment and atmosphere around the park and have restaurants and like shops and like spend the day around the park before a game. I heard that there were rumors a few months ago that Camden was trying to do something similar with the owner, like new ownership and everything. Do you feel like that's still in play or like, have you heard that that's part of the rumblings? You know, I think I can't, you know, speak on what could happen with as far as that. And and for everyone that's still wondering, this deal for the ownership has to be approved. I believe it's next week at the meetings, I think, for everything to go through. Now, as far as when people saw the lease of the of the uh, with Camden Yards and the city of Baltimore, that had been going on for a long time. And in the discussions, you're right, it was is there going to be build more of a fan experience around the area, especially if Camden Yards right there and you have M&T Bank Stadium, home of the Ravens, they share parking lots, right? Like everything's yeah. right there. So I think knowing and seeing what David Rubenstein has accomplished uh, as a businessman, I no doubt in my mind that will definitely be a conversation. Now, will it happen to the extent? Who knows? And I will say Baltimore still has some staples that are there that if these moves happen, how would that affect the local businesses that have already been there in that history? Like Pickles Pub outside of you guys saw it. Right. That place is bumping. Jumping. And, and that that atmosphere, I never wanted to change. So I, And I think that that's also what makes Baltimore that, that part special. So I think if you're going to end up doing something like that, how do you have it be where it fits with what your teams want to do? But mm-hmm. And the other part of it is when you have another professional team involved and you have the city involved and you have the governor of Maryland involved, like all this is already making my head spin. My head's been spinning a lot. So uh, if anything, this is not something that's going to be an immediate thing at all. Um, sure. It's going to be so long. The Ravens did a slow burn. The Ravens did announce actual renovations though, towards M&T bank stadium. So yes, I think that the Orioles are going to look at all different areas to make people and fans that come to the games have an overall experience. That is definitely going to be in my mind, a priority, but building what other places have, we're gonna have to wait and see what that's gonna look like. Have you been like personally? Have you been to like like Truist? I haven't or yet. anything like that. I no, yet. that's sick. It's so it's like a mini Nashville. It's like a it's just this little town that's it feels like it's a part of the ballpark and like shops and you know like to walk into a full Mizuno store and sit in a big leather glove. Like there's there's a lot of cool things that I think would like really and it, like all three of us had grown up going to Camden Yards and like just attending it countless times. It's just, it sounds awesome to be able to have some type of experience added in, but yeah, that's all I was wondering. 
I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to have a Mizuno glove sitting down somewhere. You know, you have a, <laughs> do you have a photo, by the way, of that? I do. I'll send it to you. That's it's electric. sick. I got it. You're going to have to read it, though, if I send it to you. Yeah. All right, I'll open it. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Uh, speak, speaking of head spinning, sorry, I had to uh, get the wit post out. Uh, did we adequately cover the Corbin Burns? We do. Talk to me about that. What do you guys want to know? I mean, does this, uh, does this satisfy the itch of a frontline starter that the Orioles were hoping for? Absolutely. I mean, you just got one of the top 10 starting pitchers in baseball. Okay. I could even argue he could be a top five if he's the Corbin Burns. That was the Cy Young Corbin Burns. If you're going to go over his last four years, his down year was last year, and it was a 3-3-9 ERA. The previous three years, he had a sub-3 ERA. I think what I love about it is when you look at this Orioles pitching staff, Bradish, stud. Grayson Rodriguez, stud. John Means has proven all-star stud. Dean Kramer is now your fifth starter. And Dean is a dog. That's my guy, too. So right now you're looking at it and going, man, this is a very deep rotation. And you add a guy like Corbin Burns. And the bigger thing I should take away is he's been now in the league for six years or so, I think is roughly that. This The one thing the Orioles pitching staff has been lacking is someone that has been a starter for that long. And now you have mm. one of those guys that is a workhorse. He's pitched around 200 innings over the last few seasons. And now you have a chance then to lead an already talented team, a talented starting rotation. It's just tremendous. Now, the biggest thing is health, right? You need um, to stay healthy, and that is that is for every pitch. We saw with the Yankees last year, right? You know, Rodon's injury setting him back. He wasn't the same. You know, even when he came back, it's it's an uphill battle if you aren't healthy to start the season. I don't, And Verlander, too, right? Like, guys that, that are going to deal with injuries, it's going to take time, and it's harder to kind of get in a rhythm. So I, it, it's monumental. I'm not going to say it's uh, – I still think the Yankees – and good, let the Yankees be favored in the AL East. And I do think the Yankees are going to have a great year. But for the Orioles now, if everyone stays healthy, you're looking at a staff that went from one of the best in the American League to now going, this is one of the best staffs in the entire in, – in the entire Major League Baseball, um, you know, National League, American League, you name it. The birds are going to be buzzing. Take take Corbin out of the the picture here of the of what's left of that rotation. Who do you think has the most surprising in a good way? Twenty twenty four in the rotation. Um, yeah, I'm really hopeful that John Means shows that he is, gets back to an all star form because, especially as a left handed pitcher and what he is capable of doing. I think that if he to me is kind of sex factor because I'll put this in. I think Kyle Bradish. And Grayson Rodriguez, again, all health aside, those guys are going to continue to pitch at a high level, I think. So you have Grayson, Kyle, and Corbin, who I'm counting on having really good years. You add in a guy like John Means, and if he's healthy, going, man, you have four guys in my mind that could be all-stars. And I think Dean could even be that guy, too. I think that's what's so crazy. Um, but it's going to be that back end. It's going to be a Means or Dean Kramer. If one of those guys has a really good year, it's it's this was I have I don't remember this a staff like this that has been this deep in a while, so it, it's it's exciting to say the least. But I'm going to go with John Means because Means he's been through a lot, having to be let off, left off the postseason roster too because of some elbow inflammation and soreness that always worries you. Um, 
and the guys love him. So I'm really hopeful for him. And he's a great guy. So who doesn't want to see a great guy do well, Kyle, you know? Who doesn't want to see the O's have a solid, solid encore? Well, I think a lot of people that are in the American League East would not want to see that. But I, I see, I don't think the list is as long as you think it is. Red Sox fans, we're just... You're just along for the ride. Whatever we're just, happens, We're happens. along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, Rays fans are... The, the, Too small the, to count. The handful that exists, they're yeah. just happy to be here. Um Jays fans, I don't think, have had the fortune of taking their team seriously in a handful of years. Yeah. Uh, ever since Vladdy <laughs> sent him to an early grave with his his movie comments. But I don't I don't think the list is as long as you might think, right? Yeah. I, I is, really don't. Is Corbin Burns under control? Uh, so this is his last year, I believe. Yeah, he's got one year left. And I think the other part of it is, and correct me if I'm wrong about who his agent is, is it Scott Boris? Is he a Boris guy? Mm. Is he a Boris he guy? He might be. Possibly. So, so he's hitting the market for sure. Well, and I will. I, I The other part when people go, wait a minute, is it a rental? What's going to happen? If you trade for a guy, you're going to get the first chance to convince him to stay. And I think that's for the Baltimore mm-hmm. Orioles. And he's in his prime. He's 29 years old. And we're seeing now with elite starting pitchers, if you're able to uh, take care of yourself and be able to um, – continue to evolve as a pitcher as you get older you can pitch into your late 30s and even 40s for some oh, guys I he is a that guy at, by the way he's what he's at 29 at 29 he's only had three full se- like full seasons as far as innings go you know what i mean like it was 160 and then 200 and then 190 last year so like the first three years of his career he didn't have a lot of wear and tear going so i think he plays down to like a younger 29 so I could see a good five or six, maybe seven year deal for him. But I, I'm curious to see how well the numbers go being in, you know, Milwaukee's kind of a, a little bit of a box. So it's like now that we're expanding the outfield, we got a little bit more room in left field in Baltimore. It's like I'm interested to see where his numbers go, being able to probably keep the ball in the ballpark even more so. Yeah, I mean, I think what also is going to be interesting, you're right, like Baltimore, since they put the great wall in you know, Baltimore in and left field, it really has changed the dynamic for for pitchers and hitters at Camden Yards. So a guy like Burns, a guy that that is with a young, exciting team, you brought up the age, it just with a young team too, you're right. So if, if he is feeling good, it just seems like it could be a perfect match. And I do think the Orioles will be aggressive to try to keep him. But if it doesn't work out, then you let him walk uh, and you know, that is what it is, but I think Corbin Burns is still going to be a guy for years to come. And I think that people in the NL central really understood how good he was, but maybe around baseball, they, that's why I'd say like, I say top 10, but he really is to me when he's on, he is a top yeah. five pitcher, but I don't think yeah. people view him that way because of playing in Milwaukee, but now he's going to yeah. have the chance you are going to go against, and I just going to make you feel good, Nate, but you know, Soto and Judge, those are two, in my mind, two of the top five hitters in baseball. And you, mm-hmm. have, as far as what they're capable Devers of doing. being in top 10. Yeah. So, like, you're going to go against, you're going yeah. against guys consistently in the American League East. And for the Orioles, they need a guy like that. And if he shoves it against some of the best players in the world, which I expect him to, to be great, we're going to hear the, the drum beat louder for Corbin Burns. But if it does... We thought Blake Snell was getting a big contract this offseason, whenever it is. Corbin Burns is going to be yeah. through the damn roof. 
I feel like Corbin's got to be excited at the prospect of having a real, I mean, I, we know how the Orioles season finished last year, but I would imagine he's got to be excited about the prospect of having a realistic chance to play for a team that's destined for the NLCS primed capped like the Brewers. Nobody's expecting, or nobody has really placed the Brewers in that world series conversation, but the Orioles with the moves they made. And and now that he's joining this team, making them that much better to know that you have a chance. And that, that has to play into contract extension talks. Like you were, like you're alluding to, Well, you knew it was a dead end in Milwaukee. You know, yeah. the arbitration, you could tell, and that's it's the business side of it, but your feelings can get hurt. And obviously, he didn't like the business that the way that Milwaukee went about it. And some organizations are better at handling that than others. But for those that don't know about arbitration, it's def- it's essentially you're arguing why you're va- why you should get paid this much, and the team's trying to tell you why you shouldn't get paid that much. Like that that's the Such argument. Such a weird, <laughs> stupidest system in yeah. Like yeah, so, business. and so like you're trying to break down. And I think they even said, you know, Corbin said that the Brewers were saying, well, you know, not blaming him for the reason why they lost games, but they could have won more if he had done more. And it's like, well, that's a bold statement here. I think, like you know, and so overall, the business of it, uh, Corbin Burns could have an opportunity. And again, we just mentioned that playing the AL East. This is a great cha- uh, chance to showcase his skills. And you are with a team now where, like I said, it's a contagious energy. You heard about team people coming to Baltimore last year of saying, you know, Kyle Gibson has been around a lot of teams. He said it was a very exciting, brought his uh, love for the game back. It's a very hungry group, and they're very passionate. And right now you feel like the window for the Baltimore o- Orioles is now open. And, and like we said, this is a, a window. You don't think it's a one-year thing. So you can definitely try to convince him. But again, money talks, and that will be another conversation that's going to have to be had because the Orioles do have a lot of guys that they're going to have to consider. That's for. that's what I was going to say. Like list of priority wise, you know what I mean. You have Gunner, you have Holiday, you have Adley, you have guys that are going to need money, and it's like you know how much seniority is going to come into play now with a one guy that's front of the rotation and you talk about Grayson you talk about Bradish like you talk about guys that are gonna be core guys it's like it's hard to imagine forking over money to Corbin Burns first when you still have those guys that are obviously fan favorites and homegrown oh yeah well the other part of it too is you brought up Gunner and Jackson who is their agent (laughs) Mr. Scott Boris. So if you think anyone, and people are saying it takes two to tango here, by the way, the Orioles, Michael Ice even was asked about that in the past. Like how many times have you reached out to Scott Boris? They're like, well, multiple times, you know, a week, a day, (laughs) you know, and, and he's going to get the most out of it. So it's going to be a process here. The one guy, and you guys have heard me talk about it. Gunnar Henderson ain't going anywhere. Like I, I will, I will tackle Gunnar from leaving Baltimore if I have to. Because uh, I truly do believe when it's all said and done, and I've watched this, and this is a bold claim. They've had they have statues outside of Camden Yards. If he resigns in Baltimore, he's going to be the next one to have a statue out there. That's just how high I am on Gunnar Henderson. Um, the kid's different. He's special, and, and as good as he was last year, it's not even close to as good as he can be, and that's scary. Let's uh, let's switch gears here as as. Much as I know Ryan would love to talk O's for the next, well, you you probably are for it. Once you hop off with us, you're probably going to be talking O's 
for the rest of the day. No, because we'll be talking some other. I, I I love just talking shop in general, guys. It doesn't have to be about the Orioles. Come on, you know. Last <laughs> year we talked about whatever, but you guys just claim that I'm the Baltimore guy. You know, <laughs> you are you are Baltimore Rye. Well, oh, I like this that. And honestly, like if there ever was a time to talk O's, this would be That's the time true. to do it. Yeah. Thanks, uh, but let's put a let's put a bow on this Bobby Witt talk. Some more details are coming in. Uh, Jeff Passan followed up his announcement tweet saying that uh, his deal with the Royals has opt outs after the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth years of his eleven year contract. He says it also includes a three year club option that can take the total value of the deal to 14 years and 377.7 million. Okay, so wow. opt out after the ninth year? Seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth years. He can so opt 30, out. 31, 32. Oh. Wow. I really like that yeah. deal even more for Bobby Wood. But it is backloaded to say, hey, we got we got three more years for you, taking you into 36, 37 years old. Which we've seen now, baseball now, it's like the later free agents, those guys are not getting multi-year deals. It's a you know, they're lucky to have two-year deal at 34. So this is a smart deal on both sides. I like it. And I like the creativity. You saw that with Julio Rodriguez as far as the creativity for the incentives and the years and the uh, options. For Bobby Witten, if it is seven, he'll be 30, 31. And in that case, we saw Manny Machado last year get another $300 million or 350 mm-hmm. whatever it is. Manny's feeling good, by the way. That's like, what, $650 million over yeah. his last two contracts? Not bad. And, and, but that's something that's going to be appealing. So Bobby Wood, one way or another, is going to be in a really good position. I, I want to see teams do more of that. And for the Royals, you talk about having your – I know they're spending more, but I think we're all in agreement. You, you got to lock up your guys at some point. The dude just hit 30 jacks last year. You know, yeah. and and the best is probably still yet to come for Bobby Witt. So it's he's great. a walking 30-30 guy. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. He just tweeted out uh the gif from Wolf of Wall Street where he says, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> little handshake Fire emoji. Up. Let's go. Little handshake emoji and tag the Royals and said, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Love that. Friend of the pod, Bobby Witt. Uh there was a tweet uh, as I'm just scrolling through the timeline here. There was a tweet from Danny Vietti, a good follow. Uh, he said, Bobby Witt Jr. will be in Kansas City for the next decade. Julio Rodriguez, who we just mentioned, will be in Seattle for the next decade. Fernando Tatis Jr. will be in San Diego for the next decade. And Corbin Carroll will be in Arizona for nearly the next decade. He said, this is great for baseball. And I have to agree. 100%. Yeah, I, I would like, I think when we see around other professional sports, where guys are jumping, stars are jumping from team, not just because of how the structure is. In the NFL, some of your stars stay, but after five years, you move on. The shelf life's different, right? NBA, it feels like people are like, yep, I want to get traded and you go somewhere else. I love that people can get traded. I think going to other places and free agency is exciting, but man, isn't it also great to have guys have roots in the cities and players then can, that's like the loyalty of fan bases Mm-hmm. They love seeing the loyalty from players. I think your family has uh, has a little bit of a, a connection to that a loyalty logic. So, I, no, <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely agree. Last yeah. <laughs> last episode, we I was just talking about how I hate one year deals, and like I understand it's part of the business, especially as guys get later in their career. But it, it's just hard. And I use Justin Turner as an example. It's hard for me to get excited over a guy like Justin Turner 
knowing, and I said it before, I said it last year. I said, he's not going to be here after next year. And sure enough, he goes to Toronto, which we'll touch on, but it's, I, I like, especially when these young guys can get locked down and they're, they want to stick around for the long haul. And, you know, now that you've got teams like the Royals, you've got teams like the D-backs locking down their young talent. It goes back to the O's. There's no excuse for the Orioles to, they can't say, well, we're one of these smaller market teams. We, we don't have the luxury of locking these, these big stars or these young stars. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, there's no excuse for them now because you're going to tell me that the D-backs are any different. You're going to tell me that the Royals are any, like, no, the mm-hmm. Orioles need to go out and lock their guys down. Well, that, I think it, the yeah. biggest thing for me, I, I genuinely think there's going to be some type of restructure with our next agreement. I think there's going to be a divisional restructure. There's going to be teams moved around in different divisions. I think we're going to see some new stuff. And a lot of these young guys, their second half of the contract could look very different. Bobby Witt may no longer be in the AL Central with some of these, you know, Tigers and Twins and things. It's going to be different. So I'm interested to see what these guys look like in their prime when baseball potentially has an entirely different look. Yeah, baseball's made a lot of changes, obviously, you know, and, and overall, it, even though if, if people had reservations about it, it's, it's been, it, it, for popularity, it, it went well this year, like as far as the pitch clock, and there's still things that have to be worked out, right? There's still um, certain components. I'm really curious about the playoff systems, if the realignments, there's there's so many other things that you are going to have to to see unfold. But one thing that I do think is great, again, it's if you're talking to brand branding players of the franchise and bringing that excitement about, I think that that's, that to me, you're right, is, is so exciting. I think for baseball for so long, if you look back into the early 2000s and 90s and these rivalries, you can look back at some of these legendary players playing with these teams and having these legendary battles with rivals. So that's the only thing I don't when they re... I, I'm with you, Nate. I, something's coming. Yeah. But I hope in the process it allows for just these great storylines and memories because that's another part of sports is those, those storylines mean a lot and they can even right the, the, and players love that too. You're talking, we talked about the Yankees, Red Sox. They love that. The Yankees Orioles back in the the nineties. I remember my dad talking about it. They used to live for those moments. So I, I never want baseball to lose that type of feeling because those are stuff that those are things that you sometimes can't even, it's generational. Can't quantify. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let's uh let's transition here. Justin Turner, as I mentioned, signs a one year deal worth thirteen million dollars with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh can make an additional one and a half million in bonuses. Um had a had a strong year in Boston. And I think that's that's a, I hate a the big fit. a bit yeah. I mean I hate it, the fit. He he was sought after from by, by teams that were looking to add a I'm gonna say power bat. I mean he's he's definitely not top tier in that regard, but he's gonna he's gonna give you some production and stays within the division. But to your point, I'm not. It's there. There have just, so many like guys it. that are gonna have to rotate through DH. Yeah. And, and he's going to play maybe, what, 40, 50 games at third base max if he has a full, healthy year. I mean, he You're can, talking he about can Vlad provide, needing to float in at yeah. DH. You have George Springer needing to float in at DH. Like, you have guys that you're going to have to rotate through that spot. And, and that infield is just suddenly looking more and more unathletic if he's playing that often. 
He can provide you help at third. He even he he plugged in at second there for a bit in Boston. So I mean, he he can at least give you that. But with another year under his belt, I yeah. I don't know if the willingness to plug him in at second is going to be there for the Blue Jays. So it's it's going to get pretty uh, log jam pretty quick. Well, and usually if we're talking about pitchers, the longevity that they have because of what they're being asked to do. It's not the same can be said for for uh, position players. And usually it's more DH work. If guys play into their th- late 30s and 40s like Justin Turner's doing, he can still swing it, and they don't really care as much about the defensive component. But because of that, he's probably he's more limited than he used to be. Still a, very, uh, still a very good player that can contribute with the bat. There's no doubt about it. But a lot of teams, like you brought up, Nate, want versatility. And that's going to be something they're going to have to deal with. Like, you know... In Baltimore, because I can just bring it up with it, the Orioles like to rotate their DH spot. And J.D. Mm-hmm. Martinez, I feel, I feel like, has been like the... Since Nelson Cruz and David Ortiz have, have come mm-hmm. and gone, J.D. Martinez has become that DH where you don't feel bad about having that guy play every single day because of what he's capable of doing. Other guys, like the Orioles, were like, we don't want to give Hello. up that spot. You look at the Yankees having having to having to be like it's one hand tied around your back, having Stanton locked in at DH. You can't rotate. And if that guy has a down year, it's like, what do you do? So it's a different it's apples and oranges just contractually just because it's a one year deal and Justin Mm -hmm. Turner isn't that expensive. But it's still it just it pigeonholes you a little bit. Well, it shows that the Blue Jays are still in, you know, they're still in on winning right now. And they do have a team like I thought last year, guys, I think the Blue Jays to me were my my pick to win the division going into the season because of the team that they had, you know, and then it didn't pan out. And here you are again where the window is closing little by little and they're proving they're showing, Hey, he can play. We want to go get him. We're going to still take a crack at this, but I'm with you. I don't know what the long-term thing is. It's the short term. Maybe it's a great year in Toronto, but long-term wise, is this something that's going to help the blue Jays? No, it's not. Justin Turner's getting close to the end of his career. It's been a great career, but Toronto. Yeah, go ahead. Do we have a Matt Chapman pick now that this is Mm. that era is done? A landing spot pick. Would would like San Francisco be an option? Yeah, weren't the Giants kind of at the top of that list? I like at least that. for the time being. I feel like San Francisco, they feel like all the, the reports or, or talks from San Francisco, they feel like they just missed out over and over again this offseason, right? So it feels like they got to do Plus something. Three off seasons, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say beyond just this year. Well, in some cases, one of them might have worked out, but for not getting involved with it, but they, they, they're trying to change their culture around too. And they got a, it's a solid organization, solid team, but that, that to me would be the pick. If he goes, yeah. that, that'd be me. That'd be my, uh, my I'm going to steal that too. I like that. Mm. Mm. Uh, regarding personnel moves. I mean, there's, there's been some other, uh, small one year deals, some, some acquisitions here and there, but, um, We'll we'll maybe save those for another time. Uh, other big news: Theo Epstein returning to Boston. There you oh, go. There you go. As Kyle. It, as it were, <laughs> uh, he is joining. Let me make sure I got this right. He's returning to the organization as a as a minority owner uh, with Fenway Sports Group. So, in effect, stepping down from his role with Major League Baseball, which I think 
was forgotten in in this uh, in this news. Like Red Sox fans, like, oh yeah, we got our guy back. But baseball fans as as a whole, I would think, should be like a little bit disappointed not having that guy around the MLB offices anymore because he clearly he's shown you that he can change whatever organization or whatever yeah. uh, mission that he undertakes uh, for the for the better. And the fact that he's no longer in the offices. I feel like is a is a hit for or a hit against uh, Major League Baseball, but I'm as I mentioned, Red Sox fans thrilled to have Theo back. Unfortunately, I don't think it matters. I think this is just another one of their many PR moves where they're just trying to keep the fan base. Well, they're not they're not trying to keep them happy, but they're trying to make them happy again uh, because every lull in between these PR moves is just Red Sox fans being completely and utterly pissed off it's feel good right if you couldn't tell it's just like a scab that he just keeps peeling off every time it starts to heal he peels it off and you see the blood coming out a little bit now you know some teams sign a or trade for you know like a, a massive superstar left-handed bat some teams trade for an ace in the rotation and some teams just bring back a glory days front office guy who okay let's not chalk <laughs> up theo epstein as some like some for the good times <laughs> well, for the memories you know, acquisition like theo epstein is theo epstein still he's not he, gonna have a 980 ops in the middle of the lineup i know that he, much he's not but maybe just maybe he can get in the ears of those other guys and say hey i can't do it i can't have a 980 <laughs> ops but let's go out and get a guy maybe that can maybe let's hope uh, not likely i'm not i'm not I'm not holding my breath. But on Mookie this, but. would have been great to keep, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Imagine having that guy on your team, like that—that that guy you would never let walk away, right? I mean, just it, it, I, still, I, I do. I do take a time when people are like, "You ever take a moment to think about what the Red Sox had?" I do that from time to time, and I'll be like, "Wow, <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, right? Thanks." I know, I know, it's more for you, but I'm sitting there like, man. I look and I keep seeing. Wow. I go, man, Mookie's still a top five player overall. This is what happened. But I'm like, ah, wait a minute. Wow, they were on the Red Sox? All those guys? <laughs> it's three in the morning. Ryan sits up in a cold sweat. <laughs> wait a Mookie's sec. gonna be in LA for a long time. Yep. <laughs> Red Sox really missed out on this guy. Yep. Yep. Uh, Tough. So I'm good. Sorry. No, it's all right, man. I'm I'm I hate to say it, but I the last year, year and a half, I feel like I've felt myself evolve more into just like a general baseball fan. I'm still a Red Sox fan. I'm not going to just completely walk away from the organization. But as a result of them just It's made you appreciate other baseball. Yeah, and it's been fun. And Silver on that, on that note, I, like last year, for example, it was a blast watching the O's do what they did and being able to catch a few games here and there. Like that was, that was a good time. So I... Joking aside, I'm not like, yeah, it sucks that our our big signing of the year is Theo Epstein <laughs> and it's in the ownership group. It's not even like bringing him in directly into the, the front office, if you will. He's not like taking over as GM. Uh, so that's um, our that's our big news this offseason. But, uh, you so know, tough. It, it is what it is. I've I'm in like the what is it? The seven stages of of grief or whatever. I, I don't even know where I'm Season at. I'm, hasn't I'm, even somewhere, started I'm yet. somewhere in the middle. It could be a great year. It really could. And you're a good kid, Kyle. Keep your head up. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, right. I really needed that pick me up. I appreciate you. Uh, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be a three out take episode if we didn't talk about some Jersey uh, adjustments. Uh, or reveals or leaks or whatever you want to call it. Let me let me send this to you guys so you have it. 
It's uh, a possible leak to the Philly City Connect unis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I can recall, I don't believe that any leak has ever missed. Like I'm pretty sure every image that we've had uh, come out in one in one uh, capacity or another has en- it's ended up being that jersey. So if that if that holds true. We're looking at these being the the Philly City Connects, and if you don't, if you haven't seen them yet, just do a quick Google search Philly City Connects. Uh, we got a like a weird gradient going on. How do how do we feel about this? Uh, you know what? Your ass. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. Say just say it with your chest. Nate has no issue doing that. Just this is ass. <laughs> I, is this is supposed to be the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a the team that literally has red as essentially their only color. Yeah, they got a little bit of blue, but well like we're they'll have the like Phillies the, who are red. they do have like the throwback has like, you know, the the blue obviously, but like this to me We're reaching. Careful. Did you stretch before you reached? No, I didn't. <laughs> but but my my point I guess where I was going with this is with this, we'll just keep it short and sweet. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. These are horrendous. This is terrible. Like, what? Who's been interviewing these candidates at Nike, and who's actually giving them jobs? That's what I want to know. What connection is this to this city? <laughs> they started out pretty like the 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 campaign. I'll say started out pretty well in terms of connecting to the city, but now we're just throwing together an alternate and shipping it out with brewers colors. Yeah. I honestly, that was, that's a gr- I was trying to think about it and why didn't I, that, that, if you told me that's the Milwaukee brewers go like, Oh, okay. I'm in, I'm in on that. Yeah. Philly out. Couldn't, couldn't be further out the door on it. To be it's honest. Dumb. It's a, garbage. I mean, it's, it's Hey, but somebody's going to like it. Someone will buy it. And if it makes them happy, Kyle, I'm happy, but I will not buy it. <laughs> atrocious uh spring training hats just dropped today ass how <laughs> how do they keep getting worse i hate these tell me, tell me what about this okay let's just rule out the ones that are garbage houston garbage to a two-tone uh, i'm assuming i'm seeing that correctly a two-tone orange hat going with like the cream sickle look garbage Five uh, of them are yellow. Five of them are orange. What are, can we yeah, get into other are, parts of the color wheel? Yellow ones are garbage, especially the rays. That's garbage. D-backs, while I don't see that as like an on something I'd wear on field, the look of it's solid. Rangers, big fan. Jays, big fan. I like the Cubs one. The Nat... Real talk here. Are the Nash are we seeing a shift away from the curly W? Slowly but surely? Because that re-branded? that is uh full on senators could gear. Could be rebranded. Who who knows? You know, it's <sighs> the Rockies just don't like to participate in these types of things, you know. 
The Rock. Look at your look in the mirror, Nate. Same what did the, the Yankees, Yankees do? The Yankees haven't participated in any kind of creativity when it comes to the the Rockies. At least went with a purple <laughs> lid. The Yankees. I I saw I saw a comment on the post, and it was the Yankees realizing that the deadline was due today, and then they just <laughs> threw that out there. That's exactly what happened. Same with the Reds. Ryan, would you would you buy an O spring training hat? All orange. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 maybe I'm just, I was told now that I'm not playing, don't wear hats as much because it pushes your hairline up. So I'm trying, I'm trying to wear less hats. It's not going I'm trying well. to fight that, dude. I'm turning I'm on this, this side. Of, I'm on this side of 30 now. I'm trying to, trying to do what I can to, to keep that. I mean, the hats, the hats a good look. I, I love, I love wearing the hat. The orange one, if it was given to me, absolutely, you know, but, uh, I'm going to just try to, force myself to not buy any hats or get a hat because it's a, it took like a year and a half. We're we're getting up there. It (laughs) took like a year and a half to finally get the three O take hat to Ryan back in October. (laughs) While I was his first appearance on the pod, doesn't wear it. And then informs (laughs) us that he's actively seeking less hats. Well, okay. When I'm because I on certain things when I'm out doing the pregame show, yeah, I'll wear a hat. It's sunny, things are going on. Yeah. So I'm like on this, I'm not gonna wear a hat like you guys do. And I tell people when I do the Ryan Ripkin show, I'm like, hey, don't wear a hat, show your face, you know? It's okay. But some I of us aren't as pretty. Well, we yeah, we're did, not as handsome as you, Ryan. Uh, I don't know about that. That's the reality of it. It's a compliment. But did I not rock the three oh take hat? During the pregame show, you did, man. That was that was big time. Much, pregame much show, I had my glasses on, like my '70s disco glasses from the wedding the night before. We were having Huge a fan. time. We're having a time, and I was rocking the hat proudly. I was a big fan. I was, I'm glad I finally got one from you guys. Much appreciated. <laughs> finally, being keyword. Finally, <laughs> finally, after a year and a half. Um, anything else we need to cover before we get into our biggest little, disappointment uh, is the Reds not having mustache guy on there. What are we doing? That's Mr. Mustache belongs. They've had that in the past. Yeah. But what are we doing? That's that's the only time. You don't need the, anything else. How about the twins going off the radar? Uh, I can't find them. They're up top. What is that? Minnesota St. Paul. I mean, it's different. I'm I'm here for it as a spring training hat. The Cubby is going with the bear. The Royals just, I mean, that's a clean lid. I don't care if spring training or not. That's I think the Mariners lid. one is super clean with the black bill. That is. Uh, or that's blue probably bill. blue. It's blue. Yeah. Either way. Anyway. That's it. Anything else we missed before we get into our little uh, unbreakable record segment that I know Ryan is just thrilled about? Thrilled. <laughs> well, I mean, thrilled. Ryan, okay. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. I, I, te- I texted you before the episode. I said, hey, this is, this is the unbreakable record we're looking at. You hit me immediately with a single... Uh, throwing up emoji. That's correct. Now put yourself in my, (laughs) put yourself in my shoes, knowing that this is many would argue the most unbreakable record. What other time would we cover this other than the, the one time a year we get you on? It seems like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. Okay. Don't, don't, don't don't you do that. We just talked about, we're going to talk more and more. You guys have you're a different right, offseason. Right. That's the goal. That that's was a low goal. For that was a call for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's from, on me. From the that, that's on me. That's on me. I get enough. I get enough on crap on on my own show from guys that do not need that from you, Kyle. Let's that hurts. Let's let's rewind that. 
All right, I take it back. I take it back. I, I I said no such thing. You're right. That's our goal for 2024. More episodes together, more content, more meetups. It, that it's happening. So, so what, I, what, what I, would I you like me to talk about that streak? Record. <laughs> it's not. I'm not. I'm not like flipping this segment to you, being like, "Hey, Ryan, teach us about the." I you were on, and you you just happened to share the same last name. So I thought, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna cover it, why not just cover it when Ryan's on. Fair enough. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, would you rather talk about Hack Wilson's RBI single season record from like the 1800s? No, I wouldn't. And I think, well, the reason why I'm glad I'm on for this, because I think you had a stat for something that involved with me. So yes. Well, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, we can just lead off with that. So don't as disrespect many, my uh, boy Hack either, by the uh, way. Yeah. Sorry. As many of you all know, Cal Ripken's streak of 2,632 games uh, in the midst of that, our very own Ryan Ripken was born and conveniently just happened to be on an off day. Yeah. So for the backstory of that, uh, yes, I don't remember it, but I do understand it was an off day because the Orioles are going to go play in Toronto and wouldn't have been if, if I was born during the season or sorry, like during a regular season game scheduled, you know, my dad would have probably missed the game. And we could you imagine if I was the reason why the streak ended? You know, uh, that would have been brutal. So Has, it hold on. Has this not like sort of jokes aside, but sort of joking. Has this not been addressed? Like, ha- have you not heard for certain whether or not it would have been a missed game or not? I, I know that my dad, which I appreciate, wanted to be there for my birth. You know, he wanted to be there yeah. and. Of course, uh, that was going to push to really hard decisions. And if the decision was to be there for the the birth of me, that might have caused and ruffled some feathers there. So I'm glad we don't have to. We never had to answer. Yeah, that you would have been doomed from the start. I mean, I'm sure. all, I, I, you know, in some cases, <laughs> you know, I was. But uh, I'm glad not for that reason. I'm glad that he saw me get born. You know, in this, you know, they say like, you know, take a picture, kiss some babies. Take a picture with me, kiss the baby me, and then get on a flight to uh, Toronto. That's that's essentially what happened. Does that make you I feel better? The more interesting thing I would like to know is that if we rewind nine months back on the conception, do you think that happened on an off day? You know what I mean? If we're really digging into the, I mean, d- if this is a deep here. dive, we need to <laughs> we need some we need some answers here, Ryan. No, but but seriously, it, think about it. If you would have been, when's your it, birthday? It, no, no, July 26, nineteen ninety three. All right. Shout out 93 babies. Let's um, go. If you seriously, if you would have been the reason the streak ended, Ryan, and we had you on this podcast right now, there'd be eggs hitting your window. Probably. I would imagine. Right? Probably. Still 20 <laughs> something years later. But people forget is actually uh, 28 years later. 20, it'll be 29 this year. Man. <sighs> Guys, you just you just like to. <laughs> bring up some moments but no i'm glad i'm glad october it 26th that's when it happened that's when it went down if we're right on nine months by the way wild <laughs> didn't think we'd be pulling out the the conception date you, on this pod, you know, but okay. i'm here right, to do I just, research well, th- for th- you th- i just wanted to be that. on record who who initially brought that up that was not me <laughs> I, I i hear you i know but thank you for for doing the math on on what year than I would have been conceived Nate so might be a, not a problem if, I might need if that's the reason you never join this podcast again I again that might just be a good out for record me right now be like all right Nate guys was the reason. <laughs> see ya. I'm out 
I'm out here. Nate was the reason. Um, I did have a question for you, Ryan. I know I've said this already. Jokes aside, uh, as as many baseball fans know, some may not. Uh, Ryan Miner was the guy who uh, took the field in place of Calvin the day the streak ended. Have you had the chance to meet uh, Ryan? Ryan? Uh, Ryan Miner was my manager in high A. So I got to spend oh, nice. a lot of time oh, okay. with him. Nice. And unfortunately passed away, um, lost a battle uh, with cancer recently. That's right. Very and, recently. Uh, yeah. So he was Man. the guy that replaced my dad in the streak or dad in the streak. And uh, I feel bad because that's a lot of expectations or people look at him for in that light. Uh, he's also a stud basketball player at Oklahoma, like stud at Oklahoma. Got drafted in the NBA, drafted in MLB. Like the guy Whoa. is amazing. And then what it's just kind of funny how life works sometimes, right? Then you're able to years later, he's my manager and, um, you know, it's kind of surreal, but he'd always joke about it. He's like, Hey, if your dad ever needs someone to talk about the streak, I'll just go sit in the corner. He can point at me like, then this guy took over. Uh, and he's the, he's a gentle giant and he's like six, eight, six, seven, six, eight, um, kept it light. And, and I really wish he had more of a chance to see if he could have played every day when my dad got hurt a couple years later. Um, but yeah, it's funny how that works, right? You know, that happens. He's a part of the history. And then small world years later in 2019, he's my manager in high A and, um, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he helped me get my confidence back on the field. And that's something that, uh, I can never thank him enough for, but it was, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about life in, in certain ways and where people that you thought might never people in this case, people that are intertwined for more reasons than one. Mm, love it. Well, Ryan, I know you gotta, you gotta head out. So we'll, we'll cut you loose, but, uh, appreciate you hopping on. And, uh, again, jokes aside, I uh, thoroughly enjoy when the three of us can get together and talk. So, some do you want to get? So. Well, you guys are saying you want to do it again. I'm if, down. If you would have us, if you would have us, I I would love to to be able to talk ball with you again. But again, if the conception thing was the last that straw, might, that might have been the I last understand. straw. But you know what? Why don't we? Why don't we get that in the That's works? A risk and, I was willing so people to take. are going to hear it here. We're going to get this back going, and you're going to see more of the three of us chopping it up. That's Let's that's the guarantee. Boom! Clip it. The best now. Adam's apple in the game. Okay. Boom. All right. <laughs> On that Nate, note. My goodness, dude. That's good a good to thing. See you guys. And Ryan's out. Look at that chin. Look Ryan, that chin. Ryan, I'm out. Me and you can me and you can do a show a Chiseled. time or two. Let's Perfect. Just count on it. Just All right, Ryan. Jawline of superheroes. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Much love, Ryan. You bet, dude. See ya. Talk <laughs> soon. Is Ryan leaving the show? Oh. <laughs> we still, oh, I didn't know. We still okay. got to finish. See you guys. Bye. Right, Love you, ya. Ryan. See you, man. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Man, what a what a finish. So good. You legitimately are going to be the reason we never get Ryan back it's on the cool. show again. You know, I don't have a filter. I mean, the conception thing was, I, I mean, that's a great, it's a great it's question. It's a great point. You know what I mean? One I would have probably asked in private. But you decided October to ask twenty sixth anyway. of nineteen ninety two. That but, is that is after the postseason. Okay, so that's maybe one I would have asked privately, or just you know talked about privately. It's just a simple math question. But not all. only did you do that, then you went on to talk about his Adam's apple. He's never. I gonna, think it's a compliment. He's never going to want to come on the show again. I think it's a compliment. Much love to Ryan. Love having Ryan on here. I think he was like. 
he he was like visibly upset that we had to talk about the streak. But yeah, I don't think he's down. I think so he's my, just spent his whole life talking about it, and everybody asks him about it, so I could see why. But so on the flip side, maybe he doesn't come back because of you. He's definitely not coming back because of you. <laughs> that let's don't don't try to flip this on me. I don't know. <sighs> now, I'm, again, I'm not gonna like talk about that on another episode. You know, it's, it's literally yeah. It's, it's Let's just say the work ethic of the father has definitely been passed down to the son because that guy never takes a day off and he never has time for anything. That's why he has eleven hundred unread text messages. Yeah, he texted a he texted the group chat while we were recording and said, "Hey, I gotta, I got like five minutes. I need to go." So, man stays busy. Anyway, uh, just finishing up this streak talk. Um. Uh, where was I? Where did I leave off here? He played in 8,200. See, the, the the interesting thing about this streak is that I think the people that don't really look into it, they just hear the number of games he played and assumed he played every inning of every game. Mm-hmm. It's not how that works. Yeah. The game is official after, what, five is that what it is? Has it changed? I or feel did like it as far as an point? appearance in being listed as a game has changed. Because um, the game, because I remember the night he broke the streak. It was I official he, in the middle of the fifth, in the fifth. I end think of the, the fifth. game becomes official as in like yeah. if weather happens and the game needs to end that we can officially call it. But an appearance in being listed in baseball reference as a game I think is True. just making an appearance either in the field or at the plate. Because when you talk about guys that are like defensive substitutions, you're still being listed as a game. If you go in in the ninth as a, you know, to sub in at shortstop, but don't hit, that still counts right. as a game. Yeah. So any type of appearance on the field counts. Played in 8,243 consecutive innings from June of 82 to 87, uh, September of 87. That's a lot of Damn. baseball. I mean, forget the streak. That just innings wise. That How many? In, in and of itself. 8,243. Divided by 162. No, that doesn't make any sense. Divided by nine, right? Divide that by 162. So that's almost six straight years. Yeah, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87. Yeah. Almost six straight years of playing every inning. I think what's cool, and I think my favorite part of this, and um, Before, not to get like well, too sentimental or anything, but like I think like growing up, your dad was like, like it's just cool to be like blue collar. He's yeah. in a blue collar city. Guys that just they show up, they go to work every day, and that's I think what was so cool about like the whole streak and growing up around the streak, and like your dad coaching our team for so many years, like. And your dad showed up to work every day. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's a cool inspiration for that side of it. And like, take the baseball out of it. Take the 
competitive, it, take the money out of it. It's like just showing up and doing anything every day consistently because that's your word. That to me is more impressive than anything. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, this this streak, I would say, and, and Cal is a player, I think, uh, I won't speak for you, but for me at least was one of the one of the reasons on a very short list of why I fell in love with baseball, why yep. I tried to model the way I approached the game as a kid and in, 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 into high school, into college um, of just showing up and like it's certainly in high school, college, it's not a job, but at points it can feel like it, oh, but yeah. it's, it's certainly no, it's certainly no professional baseball. Um, yeah. I'll say that, but at the, you can still approach it in the, in a similar fashion. Like you mm-hmm. can just say like, this is what I've signed up to do. This is what I'm, what I'm here to do. And I'm going to do it right. without, without making excuses as to why I can't do this or that. You just show up and do a it. Grind is and a grind is a grind and whatever perspective what you have on it, whatever your grind is in, in your life, it's like to show up every day. It's, it's tough, man. Like that's insane. And I don't want to hear of like the, oh, he's a professional athlete, like the amount of hotel trips and and buses and planes. And it's like traveling sucks. So how often do we go on vacation? And we're like, yeah, I'm going to take Monday off because I don't want to go back to work right away. So like there's people that sit at computers for eight hours a day, like crying about the fact that they don't have a three day weekend or something like exactly. Yeah, he's making money, but. Are, are you doing really any professional <laughs> athlete? Are you doing what they're doing? Are you yeah. capable of doing what they're doing? No. Yeah. So let's just, let's quiet that noise down. Uh, going back to this inning streak though, this uh, inning streak thing. Did you learn something new every day? Did you know who replaced him to, to uh, kind of put a cap on that inning streak in, in the middle of the streak? Was it not Ryan Miner? That- no, no, no. That was who replaced him. Like once the game streak was over, but I'm talking about like oh. the inning streak. Oh, 8, this like almost six-year stretch. No, yeah. Do you know who replaced him? Who? Ron Washington. Really? Yeah, dude. Baseball's awesome. What the heck? How, I mean, how crazy is that? Baseball's awesome. I had no idea. I mean, I I knew the I knew the the uh, Ryan Miner thing, but Ron Washington. How about that? Um, I got a, another little nugget here. Only one hall of famer played his entire career within the confines of the streak. That would be Kirby Puckett who debuted in 84 and retired after the 95 season. Hmm. That's crazy. There's so many, I, I, so many streaks like this with streaks like this. I love that you, you see all the time, like, what was the price of milk? On, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like 20 years or however many years later, yeah. it could be in completely different. Like this superstar was things. this age or this was the president or like, yeah. And look, we can talk all we want about how steroids saved baseball. If you don't want to, if you don't want to fall in line or, or or be a part of the camp that says that steroids save baseball, you can very easily look to this yeah. as something that, you know, kept, kept baseball afloat because yeah. people were tuning in and you hear, uh, especially Orioles fans talk 
about how no matter how rough their day was, you know, blue collar workers, white collar work alike, they're they're signing off at the end of a long work day and they're tuning in to watch the Orioles. They're tuning in to watch Cal do his thing. Yeah. And to see if he could do the unthinkable and it was break Lou Gehrig's streak and he went on to do that. And not only kept baseball afloat, but I think inspired inspired an approach that still I think is uh it's lacking, but I mm. think without Cal, the game of baseball looks very different. Yeah. Because he showed that it could be done and that hundred percent. You know, you can you can work through injuries. You you don't have yep. to look very far. You don't have to look past Cal Ripken to say it can be done. Like guys can play through injuries and not only do that, but they can, they can succeed at it. Like, sure. He had, he had to take his bumps and bruises, but difference between hurt and injured and all those types of things. Yeah. It's redefining all sorts of things. hundred percent. And it's just speaks to like everything that like a lot of sports are having issues with is particularly the, the NBA, you know, teams are, you know, fans are spending money to go to tickets and, and get tickets and watch these games. And, like to not see the superstar that you're wearing the jersey and you're going to the game to see not playing. That was not an issue. So yeah, it's it's I think the most impressive. It's my 1A, but that's my bias. Yeah, I know the last few unbreakable records we've looked into, we kind of close it being like is this the most unbreakable and i know i say that every time like yeah, yeah. is this the most unbreakable record but it's i think just, it even, goes beyond numbers it goes beyond performance yeah like it's just it's like willpower at that point right. just being able to get up right. that many days in a row that many years in a row and doing the same thing even after you've you've been beaten up the night before with with bruises and cuts and scrapes and tweaks and pulls it it's just like i said that approach it's lacking but i think with the way that the world is shifting i don't think yeah you're you're i mean like you said with nba we're seeing load management we're seeing guys not necessarily going above and beyond what what they feel their worth is uh, and you see that just in the American workplace, like not to yeah. get all like whatever, but yeah. I, I, I just, I don't see this ever happening again. It, that is certainly a dying breed. And I, I think Cal was the last guy that's mm-hmm. ever going to do to put up that kind of number. So I, to your, as you were saying, I think that's got to be one a, I think it's got to be everybody's one a with his same as insane as Ricky's numbers are Nolan's records are nobody's touching this. Agreed. Nobody's touching it. Agreed. Good stuff. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, appreciate Ryan hopping on with us. Um, I think we got through everything. I know you got to go. I feel like I kept you way too long. Uh, All good. So we'll, we'll get out of here. But uh, good, good chat today. Episode four eleven in the books. Um, we're gonna have to get to a. Let's get a change up in a change up sometime in soon. soon. We keep saying that, but let's do it for sure. Let's do it. Subscribe to the YouTube if you haven't already. As I I mentioned, we're working towards a goal of 2,000 by the end of the year. So even if you don't watch the pod on on YouTube, help us out with uh, with the sub. It would be greatly appreciated. But uh, other than that, 
we will talk with you guys soon. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. You're the best. Don't go chasing curveballs. Love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.